to this program that is designed with you in mind to cause you to be established in the word of God. I want to take you to our service today and get ready to be blessed even as we were blessed. Your life will never be the same. Now, today's episode. The Bible says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. There is goodness in the house of the Lord. Amen. Today I was contemplating whether to put on a cow, to dress like a cowboy because of my little, um, whatever I have over here. But I just felt that the Bible says that whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. What do you think? Yeah, so whether I'm well, whether I'm sick, whether I'm not fine, I, I still have to do what I have to do anyway. You understand? We don't only go to church when it's raining. I'm not a fair-weather Christian. So I refuse to be a fair-weather pastor. Amen. So whether I'm sick, I, I, I took encouragement from a man of God called A.A. Allen. A. Allen was a very great healing evangelist during his, his days. And in his last days, as he was getting ready to leave earth, he, he was paralyzed. So he needed to be put in a wheelchair. But he demanded that they carry him to church to preach. So he was put in a wheelchair. Comes, they bring him to the pulpit. He preaches. Then after preaching, they carry him away. But this was a great healing evangelist who healed so many people of sicknesses and diseases. Those of you know our grandfather, our spiritual grandfather, um, Dr. Maurice Cerullo. When he turned, I think, 80 in his 80s, he had a problem with his leg. And they need to operate on his leg and he couldn't really stand for long. He can't even stand for five minutes. But he traveled all the way. Okay, so please, the online people want to join us. Is somebody with me? Otherwise, I would prefer if you can join through Zoom. Zoom. Yes, so let me link up with the Zoom so that you, you, you joined. So come for the phone. So I'm saying that um, ALN is actually a blessing. I was talking about Maurice Cerullo as well. Maurice Cerullo also had a problem with his legs. And when he, when he traveled all the way from America to Ghana, came to the Perez Dome, when he came to the Perez Dome, he couldn't, he couldn't stand and preach. So they gave him a chair. How many of you were in the meeting? You were there. Yeah, you were there. You were there. They gave him a chair and he sat down. And they put a table in front of him and they put his Bible on it. And I was like, wow. That's a very powerful healing evangelist. He has healed so many people of sicknesses and diseases. I don't know what, but it looks as if for all the great healing evangelists, 
getting to the latter end of their lives, they mostly fall sick and they die out of sickness. It is just to let us know that they are as human as you are. What do you think? Yes. So, what you are seeing today is just an indication to you that I'm also just like you. I also fall sick like you do. Amen. So, it is just the power of God that is creating the difference in what we, we, we do and what you see us do. Isn't it a blessing being in this church? Oh, isn't it a blessing? How many of you can see with your spiritual eye that this church is actually going somewhere? Oh, you can see? Wow. We are going somewhere. And the miracle of this church is that God is doing it through you. That's the only miracle. You don't have any rich man from anywhere with a big car, a pot belly stomach, and uh, three girlfriends. We don't, <laughs> we don't have anybody like that. Yes. And this should indicate to you that it's not by might, eh? It's not by power, but by my spirit. God bless you. So we are very grateful to God for what he's doing with us. I thought somebody would say amen. amen. So please, as you are seated, fasten your seatbelt, okay? Don't, don't, don't leave. Or don't allow the devil to drive you away. Just fasten your seatbelt. If you feel like you are going through a turbulence, hold the side of the car so that you don't fall off. Amen. The Bible says if anyone be in Christ, that person is a new creation. But what marvels me about that scripture is be in Christ. That's the most important thing. You have to be in. Don't be out. Don't hang at the entrance. Anybody who plays at the entrance of things is likely to fall. Two of us. Oh, two of us. Yes. That is why, that is why you, need this, you need to let us know your colors. If you are red, let us know it's red. If it's black, let us know. Don't carry that chameleon type of... You understand? If you are with us, let us know. If you are... Jesus said, anyone who is not for us is what? Against us. There's nothing like I'm at the entrance of one leg is here, one leg is here. Jesus said, when you do that, you are hot and lukewarm. And as for lukewarms, he spews them out of his mouth. In other words, he throws them away. He doesn't need them. They are, don't be a lukewarm Christian. Yes. It's not a good thing. Jesus said, if you want to be caught, be hot. If you want to be cold, be cold. That's it. If you are with us, let us know you are with us. If you are not with us, oh, I'm not with you. There is, there is no shame in, in, in telling us you are no longer with us. I've had people tell me they are no longer going to worship with them. I just say goodbye and they leave. Is somebody here? But to pretend, it's a dangerous thing. But this man, I'm not talking about pretense. My yesterday, some of my church members, my own sons and daughters, they told me, Papa, you, every day when you take the microphone, you preach out to heaven. So today, mm, mm, mm. I'm telling you, it's true. Today, I don't want to preach to 11. But it's 10 o'clock. Look at the time. It's 10 o'clock. I was surprised I heard that yesterday that I preached to 11. And the 
two pastors and one upcoming pastor. They did that. So it's, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. So let's celebrate what God has given us, okay? If you don't celebrate your man of God, nobody will celebrate him for you. If you don't celebrate, that's why, that's why you can see the frames. You, this one, you wait. You, you, uh, you've not seen anything. Uh, we are going to have a gallery. We, we have a kana called Gallery Kana. Yes, you come with pictures. The choir should be there. The punctual one should be there. Those who started the church with that, you're, oh, who put all the pictures over there? When you go to that kana, you see it. But now we are celebrating the first things first. Everything. So they're celebrating daddy and mommy. Can we, can we do it better for them? With all due respect, let's stand and do it better. Anytime you see daddy and mommy, it should remind you that the church is not ours. What do you think? And it should remind you that we have a mother and a father somewhere praying for us. And it's a blessing having them. That is one of the greatest men you can ever find on earth when it comes to the gospel. I'm telling you, very, very great. Very, very great. But I pray that as we find this picture here, whatever you must receive from these people, before God takes them away, you receive it in Jesus' name. I'm telling you. That is why we must do everything possible to connect well. I'm telling you. Uh, inheritance, uh, inheritance goes to children. It doesn't go to uh, church workers. <laughs> is it true? Yes. Inheritance, nobody, no, no man will, will, will call his workers in the house and say, when I die, give this car to my gate man. Give this one to... No, no, but no man will do that. Every man, when he dies and they are reading his will, and my four by four um, drive is going to my second born, Kwame. This car is going to this one. This one, my house at East Legon is for my third born. This one is for this one. No security man, no house girl is ever recorded in a will. So you must fix yourself well. Don't be a church worker. Yeah, I'm, not a, I'm not a pastor. I'm not just a mere pastor. I am the son of Bishop Adinasari. When you, when, you become, when you become a child, things will flow. Is that? You realize, no, shh. Things that you don't even fight for, it will come. Yes. And one of the greatest secrets, maybe if I have time, I'll show you. Where's my books? Bring the books. Some of you, if you are here, you are not reading my books, Charlie. You are doing yourself. Tell your neighbor, you are doing yourself. Look at, look at the, um, the grow up. This is the new version, the latest version. You can have a look at it. This, this is the, and I've, I've, this is the only thing I'm going to write. I'm not going to add anything. This is the second edition of grow up. I've added more things. So the, those that you took, I told you it was a manual. The first one was a manual. This is the original book, grow up. This is the original book. No, 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 but there is nothing wrong with having the first copy. Let me show you a book, this book. Bishop wrote this book in um, 1992. This is the last copy. I bought it. It's out of print. Have you seen this book at the bookshop before? It's out of print. This book, the title of the book is Miracles, Healings, Signs and Wonders. Look at the cover. You, You look at the book. This is how I bought it at the bookshop. When you read this book, you get to know Bishop's mother's name. How many they were. It's here. What happened for what happened for his father and his mother to divorce? It's here. 
Bishop has a deep cut in his palm. What happened? He said, when a person is young, they write everything that comes to mind. But when they mature, they edit. You are not here. You are not here. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So the best books you want to get are the first books. Because the one I gave you, I've removed certain things from it. Anytime I preach a sermon over here, there are some of the things I say when I go, I cut them off. I edit all the messages you see on the podcast. I do it myself. Because there are some of the things, it is not for public consumption. It's for you. There are some of the examples I give. I don't, I don't take it out. One day I went to a conference. The man of God was preaching. He said something about himself. I said, hey, this man has this problem. I'll get the tape and I'll listen to it well. When I got the tape, it has been removed. <laughs> it has been cut off. I listened to the thing. I said, ah, where's the thing the man said? It's not there. I listened to it again. It wasn't there. It has been cut off. So those of you got the first copy, you are blessed. You are, there are certain things I wrote in the book. It's not there. But, but see, it's, it's even more blessing to you to get the second copy. I'm telling you. This is the new copy. My cousin, my cousin, Dr. Shadrach, he ordered 30. And so what are you going to use? I said, I'm going to give it to my youth, my church youth to read the book. This book, when I when I got the book, take your seat, please. Take your seat. I, I, see, I gave him the old copy. Eh? When I gave him the old copy, so when I read the chapter one and the chapter two, I stopped and I reversed and I went back to have notes. So he said, I read and I write notes. He said, I bought an exercise book for grow up. I have bought an exercise book for grow up. You have the books. But because you are not testing for the book, it's not being a blessing to you. And today, what I'm going to share about, it's in my book, the Genesis 24 pattern. I, it's even out of print. I don't even have copies. Is it finished? Oh, where's the other one? Check it. There. Oh, over. Oh, I've left the other one there. Don't worry. The Genesis 24 partner. I'm now thinking of reproducing another one. How to biblical steps to choosing the right partner. You know, some of you you've made a mistake, and I, I see it and I don't want to talk about it. With the guy you are you are dating now, and the lady you are dating, and even the foundation you built for your marriage. I laugh. I know it will not work. I know it will not work. And you don't see the problems now. Relax. With time you see it. But you, see, you see the problem is that when God you see, Father, Father we need your help you, we are just like the Israelites Father we need this, we need this and he sends you whatever you are praying for but you can't recognize it I'm telling you not all men of God not all men of God are more blessed than the one God has given you oh you don't know and you can't see join other churches one of these days you go and visit other churches and listen to the kind of things they preach and the things they teach them. So it's a blessing. You, it's a blessing. Jesus said the men of old, they wanted to see what you see. 
and they wanted to hear what you hear but they did not those who wanted to see could not and those who wanted to hear did not but Jesus said blessed are your eyes your eyes are blessed for they see and blessed are your ears for they hear but what did you do with what you heard that's the problem what have you been doing so far with all the things you've heard what, what have you been doing with it and this book it's actually one of the books that I've written that in this book I spoke about somebody somebody when you read it you, you get to, it's not in the first one somebody who displayed pure out of babyism little babyism childish baby really I'm not here to talk about it but you see let me move to my thing because they've given me time already mm. oh yes I'm telling you today we, see, I'm starting a series of entitled let's talk about love yes let's talk about what Please, this is not an orthodox church. So if the message is blessing you, don't hide your feelings. So don't, don't sit as if you've not seen what is happening. You understand? We are young. We are supposed to enjoy things, even including those things that you are thinking about right now. Hey, you're a bad girl. And the boys who are bad. How did you know that was what I was talking about? You are in the spirit there. Yes must be enjoyed I'm telling you if you don't enjoy things I I doubt what kind of believer you are going to become amen so this morning that's that's the title of my series let's talk about what love and I want to narrow down I want to start the series by talking about 10 things I wish I had been told before marriage if if more let let me say 15 things Please follow me. I'll just be giving you more points. I wouldn't be explaining much because they've given me time. Yes. So today I'm speaking on the topic 15 things I wish I had been told before marriage. Please follow me. Especially those of you who want to marry. If you have a beloved, this message is for you. If you don't have a beloved, as for you, you are even blessed. Because you are, you, are, you are going to know the things before you even choose somebody to make a partner in your life. What are the 15 things I wish somebody had told me before I married? A lot of the marriages is what we call try and error. A lot of the marriages is what people, whatever you see people call marriage is actually no marriage. It's actually something they are trying their hands on. And they can't really predict how it will end. But God doesn't give you things and he will not let you know the, the future of it. He said, my plans, my plans is not that of evil. But that I will give you what? An expected what? End. So anytime God puts something into your hands, he wants the end to be expect, have an expectation for the end. Don't enter and say, I don't know what, what I'm going to get. I don't know. 
And don't be deceived. God is behind marriage. God is the originator of marriage. God is the one who constituted marriage. So if you want to know more about marriage and relationships, go back to the one who initiated it. You see a lot of people on television call themselves counselors. Counselor that, counselor that. There's a man at Peace FM. Now he has been even sat at the point he was suspended from, from even speaking on radio. And his name starts with L. And some of the things he says. And you see young men being fooled commenting that's that's very powerful that's good that's that that's that what does the bible says if you if you put the bible aside my sister i am not a prophet but i'm telling you your marriage and your relationship is doomed for failure i'm telling you i'm telling you so all the things i'm going to share with you are biblical i'm not here to speak my mind is somebody with me so what are the 15 things? Number one, because of, because of my time, I've been giving time. Number one, life is time bound and marriage is no different. Life is time bound. Bound is B-O-U-N-D. Life is what? Time bound. And marriage is what? No different. What am I saying? what I'm saying is that everything you see on this earth is orchestrated and controlled by time Solomon said there is time for everything the wisest man Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse number 1 there is time for everything including marriage there is a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to reap what has been planted. Life is full of times and seasons. Therefore, I can boldly tell you that when you miss a season or a chapter or a time of your life, you've missed a major part of your life. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If this book is supposed to be arranged from A to Z, and I start with A, B, C, and R, why is D? D is not here. Why is E is out of the system? And I continue from F down to Z. Is it in order? No. It means that anytime I miss something, I should I shouldn't think oh, oh there is more there is a comeback. Oh, I, I'll recover. There is there is more to. There is nothing to anything. When you miss the season of your marriage is over. I'm telling you again. When you miss the season of your marriage. It is over. Read my book the Genesis 24 part 9 chapter 2. I spoke about don't waste your opportunity. Read it. A lot of us, a lot of us play with opportunities. Because you think you are beautiful. Because you think you are well situated. Oh, I've got all the looks. 
I've got this, I've got this, so the men will come. It is never true. It is never true. There is a time to marry. There is a time to marry. When, when, when you miss a season, everything is fault. Never interchange your marriage time for prayer. Never. Don't do that. Don't do that. The time you are supposed to be married, you are praying. And God will tell you, my daughter, get out of here. Go. Jesus, look at his disciples and told them, go out and make disciples. It's not a time to pray. After Jesus has given them the great commission, they were in the upper room. Rababa, 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 rababa. And Jesus said, I thought I said you should wait for the Holy Spirit. You have received the Holy Spirit. What are you doing over here? They were still there. Rababa, 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 rababa. Jesus said, my God. Peter, ask them to go. And they were still there praying. Then Jesus, Jesus did something. He sent persecution. He allowed a young demonic guy by name Paul or Saul who has decided to destroy the church. He said, hey, allow him. And Paul stood up one day, started killing them. Then let's go to Acts chapter 8. Let's read from verse number 1 2. Quickly. As, 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 we are talking about love. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Let's hurry up. Acts 8 verse number 1 and 2. Quickly. And Saul was consenting unto death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all what? I can't hear you. They were all what? But what did Jesus tell them? In Acts chapter 1 verse number 8. Acts 1 8. What is there? You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you shall be my witness. Okay, go there. Let's go. You, Acts 1 8. Acts 1 8. So take note of Acts 1 8 and Acts 8 1. Acts 1 8. Jesus said go. They said we will not go. Then Acts 8 1. Jesus said beat them. Look at it. Acts 1 8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. Or, or you shall be witnesses unto me. Where? Both in where? And where? And all Judea. And where? And in Samaria. And where? Unto the outermost part of the earth. They started in Jerusalem. They said, here is sweet. We are not moving. And Jesus said, no, you are destroying the system. What you don't know is that there is time for everything. Your season of preaching in Jerusalem is over. Go! He said, we will not go. Then, back to my scripture. 8-1. Jesus said, okay, if you don't go, I know what to do. Then a gentleman, the Bible said, you see, when you go home, look for the word consenting. And Saul was consenting unto death. Consenting, 
And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of where? Judea and where? Are they now fulfilling the assignment? Yes. So what I'm trying to let you know is that when you miss a season, you are destroying the order. There is time for everything. There is time. Let's move on. So my sister, there is a time for you to marry. There is a time. When you marry too early, other than your time, it is wrong. And when you marry too late, it is wrong. If you want to understand times and seasons, midwives are very good at that. If you have a midwife friend, ask her. They will tell you that when a, a baby is born, there is a time we cut the umbilical cord. When you cut it too early, the baby will die. When you cut it too late, the baby will die. If you have time, you can search on Google. How, after, or how many minutes is the umbilical cord cut after birth? Maybe one of you can do that for me. How many minutes? I, and one day, I think somebody said this. Is it five to eight minutes or something? I don't know. I heard something like that. When you cut it too early, the child will die. When you cut it too late, the child will die. Do you know the season of your marriage? Do you know the time for your marriage? And uh, for some of us, we've already destroyed the order. Because your firstborn was supposed to be born in 2015, but now in 2021, you have your firstborn. And you think it's, oh, it's nothing. Oh, it's a human being. Yes, it's a human being, but you've destroyed God's order. Do you know the plans God has for you? Is your life and even your marriage life following that order? Or is it in that order? A young lady by name Rahel said, God, give me a child. Give me a child. Give me a child. God said, take your time. He went to her husband, Jacob. He said, give me a child. Jacob said, am I God to give you a child? This woman was praying for a child. God shut his eyes and shut his ears and was looking at her. Until God's appointed time, God gave him a son by name Joseph. And when Joseph was 17 years, he needed to be in Egypt. If Joseph had been born earlier, he would have been 40 years by the time he, it was time for him to be taken to Egypt. If Jacob was 40 years, Potiphar's wife would not see this old man as a handsome boy. If this woman had been loved Joseph, he wouldn't have been thrown into prison. If he, was, he had not remained in prison for two years, the, the, you see, let's assume Joseph was released after one year. By the time he would go out, the guys, the two guys, the chief butler and the guys, by the time they would get there, Joseph was out. So they would have never met him to interpret any dream or any focal. Do you understand God's timing? Do you know that your life is time bound? 
Do you know that your life is that? But one of the days God told me, hey, Charlie, you are delaying. I said, wow. I said, why? He said, this. I asked you to do it. You've not done it to date. I said, I'll do it, sir. That is why sometimes when he, when he looks at you and he looks at you, you are too, you are too late for whatever he wants to do with you. You move on. Just carry the mantle from you and come and give it to me. But they do, pam. And you add the warning. I gave it to this person. She didn't do it. If you joke. And the man of God told me, he said, I had a dream. I saw a hand, a very big hand, held me like this. And threw me like this. Shoom, into a very big chair. He said, the chair was bigger than, I was in the chair like a baby. And I sat in the chair. Then the voice spoke and said, listen, don't think you are too special to have what I've given you. I've given it to six people. He said, you are the seed person. All the people I gave it to, they messed up. I took them out. You are the seed person. When you joke, you are not even part of my original plan. <laughs> you are a duplicate. So when you mess up, I will take you out and I will replace you with somebody. And said the, the voice told him, you are the seed person. Put in here. Do you understand times and seasons? Some of you, are, are, you've started your dating too early. You've started dating too early. And some of you are too late for dating. No, 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 no. It is wrong to start having sex now. Wrong. It is wrong. You've started sex too early. God is saying, look at it. They've destroyed my plan. Look at it. Uh, is there anybody else I can use? Uh, but God, what about Victor? So, I put Victor aside. Uh, what about Pastor Demo? Oh, but he said, Pastor, oh, I said, don't talk about Pastor Demo. Is there anybody else? Okay. There is Carissa. She's a virgin. Let me see if I can use her. Yes. There's Ernestina. She's a virgin. Virgin, virgin Ernestina. Yes. Let, let me let me use her. You've started having sex too early, and if you see when you did the first one, he forgave you and he wanted you to like just put it aside and still keep the plan. You just brought some debt, so he cleaned it. But now it looks like you've jumped into the debt. And you are messing up and God said, No, 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 no. It's wrong. It's wrong to do that. And I wish somebody has told me this. And some of us, we fell into it by chance. It is luck. I'm telling you. Yeah, I didn't know the time I should marry. I did. I just married. And it looks as if the time that I married was actually a good time. Imagine if by now I was not married. And by this time I've slept with all the girls. Two of us. Because the Bible says that, listen on. In First in Timothy, is it First Timothy chapter 5? Verse number 11, the Bible says that if, if our sensual desires overcome our dedication for God, we want to marry. If, if we have been overcome, if our desire, our kweku atenka, overcomes our love and our dedication for God, we want to marry. So how many people want to marry over here? When, they, when you, we see them, oh, pastor, I'm, I'm planning my marriage. They are telling you, I don't love God. Like, something has overcome my love for God. That's what it means. Is it there? Is it there? Yes. But the young widows refuse. From when they have become wax, when they began to wax wanton, 
Charlie Bravo Emodu, Sisama. What's the meaning of what's one top? NLT, Message Bible, NIV, any of them is okay. Look at it. Is it a good message? Is it a good message? Yeah. Look at it. Hurry up, bro. The young widow should not be put on the list because their physical desires will overpower their devotion to Christ and they want to remarry. So the point I'm trying to draw from that scripture is that when your desire overcomes, so you can, your, your guy can easily replace Christ. I'm telling you, your guy, he can easily replace Christ in your life. You got it. Yes. For when their sensual desire overcomes their dedication to Christ, they want to marry. Yes. Take note. As for the young widows, the young, that younger widows, be careful. When you are young, be careful. Because when your love for Rose overcomes, I didn't know Rose, Rose was very powerful than Christ. I didn't know. To, to Isaac. I didn't know something can easily overturn his love for Christ. And most of us are waxing what? One tom. <laughs> we are waxing one tom. So please, I am begging all of you. Please. I didn't get anybody to tell me that my life is being calculated with time. Don't miss your season. Don't miss the great things God is trying to do with you. One day I had a revelation. I decided not to tell you, but I'll tell you. I had a revelation. I saw a family member, a family, my family member. They came in a delegation. Do you know what they came to do? They came to beg me not to mess up. I'm telling you. I have not told anybody. Family members. They came in a delegation. In my dream. They came to beg me, please keep yourself okay. Don't mess up. We are looking up to you. We beg you. Don't disgrace us. I said, hey, what, 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 what kind of dream is this? You remember what manner of greetings is this? What kind of dream is this? What is God up to in my life? What has my great, great grandfather and my ancestors seen? That they sent a delegation to me. What is there in your life that God is trying to do? And what is there in your life that you are doing that is trying to destroy what God is planning to do? Maybe you wouldn't have a delegation from your family, but you have a man of God sent to you to come and tell you, listen, listen. If you want to clap for Jesus, you can do it better. God has sent you a man to tell you, listen. Listen, don't destroy the plan. Because some of you are families, there is nobody great in their family. And from the look of things, nobody can be great. And God is trying to separate you and make you different. But the problem is that you are also dancing according to the tune of the old people. What your father does is what you are doing. What your mother, the footsteps of your mother is what you are also following. You don't love God. You don't come to church. You, when you say, when you, you stand in the presence of church and say, oh, I'll give this to God, you don't do it. 
you don't pay tight, you don't give offering, even your service to God as a musician, you don't come for rehearsal. It's just like your mother. He who doesn't read and he who doesn't know how to read, you are all the same people. If you know how to read and you don't read and somebody doesn't know how to read, you are all one people. Void of knowledge. And the Bible said, you are being destroyed for your lack of knowledge, not your lack of spirituality. Knowledge. And God has sent a man to you. He said, I will send you shepherds who will feed you with knowledge. Yes. Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse number 15. I want to believe that the scripture said, they will feed you with knowledge. Feed you. That's what I'm doing. I'm feeding you. That's why I get surprised when people say, Pastor, you have to close on time. Hey! Me, I'm not a short distance preacher. Me, I don't know how to preach for 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I don't know. That is why I like counsel. Yeah, I'm not, me, I don't know 100 meters. Back, 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 then we'll finish. No. 5,000, 3,000, 1,005. Uh-huh. Yes. Is it, is it another scripture? Eh? Okay. Change, change it to King James. Change it to King James. Jeremiah 3.15. Quickly. You have to be fast on the screen so that you help me. The Bible says... And I will give you pastors according to my heart. A pastor who is according to God's heart. How? Who is that pastor? Who is that pastor? Is he the one who speaks in tongues? The one who does miracles? Look at it. I will give you a pastor according to my heart. Which shall feed you with what? Knowledge and what? Understanding. So a pastor who feeds people with knowledge. Follow me. I will feed you with knowledge and understanding. God said, He's a man after my heart. I'm telling you. So, how do you become like David, whom God says, This is a man after my own heart? Feed people with knowledge. So, am I, am I a man after God's own heart? Yes. I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you. That I'm preaching about 10 things I wish somebody has told me. I had a message to preach. God said, Hey, Master. Put aside your message. Tell my children about this. Let me move on to the next one. So what's the first one? What's the first thing I wish somebody has told me? Eh? Life is time bound and marriage is no different. In other words, don't waste the opportunities you have. For every time is calculated and being orchestrated by time. Is somebody with me? That's the first thing I wish somebody has told me. I beg you, please. As for you, don't wish somebody I've told you because I've told you. I've told you. In my, in my former church, I, I didn't have access to such preachings. It was receive your blessing, you are going to prosper. So growing up, that's all what we knew. That a good sign or a, a sign of a good believer is somebody who has a car, who has built his house. That is the blessing of the Lord. But Jesus also tells us, listen, that life is not in the abundance of possessions. He said, a man's life does not consist on the things he's able to gather. The cars he's able to buy. The, Jesus said, that's not a life. Don't say a man's life. No, no, no. That's not life. If not, he wouldn't have told the man that you fool. You said you have stored up this, you have this, you have this. Tonight, your soul will be taken. Somebody with me. And I wish somebody has told me that a suffer. Your life is time. I thank God I'm flowing in God's time. 
When I turned 30 years, God told me, stop everything you are doing and come and work for me full time. He said, God, I'm going to invest 30 years. this time, God said, don't be a fool, bro. Yes, don't be a fool. A fool is somebody who leans on his own understanding but doesn't trust God. Are you a fool? Do you trust God? The Bible said, is it Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5? It said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own word. Understand them. Understand them. Hey, I wish I could come by this time we eat more bank by this time. By this time, what happened to those who are working over there? I, there's a bank manager who stays here. He, he sells provisions. He, he was working at the bank. He worked for about 20 years or 25 years. When he came on pension, he sells provisions at Bofazi. And God said, I'm trying to give you a better future. Look at what you are there saying. So I just decided, oh God, I'm coming. He said, I so I asked him, God, what should I do? He said, jump into the water. I said, what if there is a, a snake or a crocodile in it? He said, don't think about it. Jump. He said, hey God, that's my future. My children, everything is here. He said, jump. Some of you, God is asking you to jump. He said, oh. <laughs> God, I see something like a tree in the water. What if he chooks me? I... <laughs> And God is saying, listen, do you trust me? Jump! And you are there saying, oh God, uh, uh, what if there is a snake and it crawls around my neck? God said, jump. Said, what if that place is deeper than I think? When he told me jump, I just did like this. Boom. Boom. I jumped. I jumped. 30 years. When I turned 30, how old am I? I think I'm 33 years. So three years ago, I just jumped. And I can say for a fact, you see, I can say for a fact, or I can say on authority, that it's been a blessing jumping without asking questions. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. It is now that I'm beginning to see a little glimpse of what God is trying to do. Because me, still now, I can't really see clear, but it looks like I'm beginning to see it little by little. I've written a lot of books. How many pastors do you know have, who have written books? Not just any book. Oh. There are books and there are books. My, my divisional overseer, Reverend, he read my book. He called me and he started blessing me. He told me, your book is a blessing. I'm going to preach this message in church. He went to preach my book, this book. This one, how to thank your enemy. He said, I gave them the first introduction you give. When I preached the introduction, they said, Daddy, that's a powerful message. And he said, uh, it's from Reverend Amos' book. So he told me, as long as we get ready, I will call you, I will invite you to come and preach to the whole church and you sell the book. Where was I going to get this thing if I had, I had not jumped? You see, where was I going to write this, this if I had not jumped? Maybe I'll jump. Say, hey, God, share me. I'm afraid, Papa. Rakeri, can you jump? Say, God, me. I don't want people to talk about me. Oh. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm. You, you understand? You understand? You understand? And God is like, no, Kerry, jump. Kerry, I'm, I'm trying to do something for you. I can't tell you what I'm going to do. You jump. Do you trust me? Proverbs 3. 
Do you trust me? Jump! Deborah, you are getting the whole thing wrong. I said jump. And you are there. Jump, you are there. You see, if you don't trust God, you cannot see. We said the Bible said to those who love God, eh, God is going to give them what eyes have not seen. How many eyes have seen this book before? Ever since they gave birth to you, have you seen a book with John the Baptist at the back entitled How to Walk in the Spirit of John the Baptist with My Name Beneath It? Have you seen one before? This is what eyes have not seen. There is a song coming. This guy sang it. You've not heard it. No ear has ever heard. Do you have the song over here? Play it. Connect it to that Bluetooth. As I'm preaching, you, I want you to listen to what ears have not heard. Yes. Yes. There is a man of God who used to pass around. Anytime he said, hey, where's your Joshua? Do you understand where's your Joshua? means I'm Moses. So where's my Joshua? I said, he's here. He said, hey, Joshua. If he's ready, let me know. Can you trust God? Your, see, your parents and some people even in your family will tell you, ah, are you a fool? They told Pastor Derek, you are a fool. Instead of going to look for something to do with your life, you are here saying you are doing ministry. That's what his uncle told him. One of his uncle told him, you are a fool. Instead of looking for something to do, your every day your life is church, church, church. Are you a fool? And God is also asking, Do you trust me? There, can you can you trust me? There, give me your hand. Then he stretches for then God said, No, stretch it full. And there he said, God. He said, No, you stretch it. Then he asks, there, do you trust me? Yes, I know your uncle is saying you are a fool, but can you trust me? You stretch it and let me hold it. Half a loaf is better than what? But in the house of God, it's better you don't even give half cry. Yes. There is no reward for a half done, a halfly done work. It's no reward. But God is trying to do with you something nobody, nobody has ever done. I'm telling you. Is he ready? Let's listen to the song. No, I, so hold it. I, I took him to um, Thema, but I was invited to going and I, I went with him and when we went they said oh Pastor Amos your son is here so let him come and sing minister and I said oh Minister Derek let's hear you I said, oh, well, let's go quickly can we have another microphone so that the recording hurry up okay so let's listen to this Listen to the song. Bro. We pray for your presence. Let your fire fall in our Let your fire fall Let your fire fall in our mess. song by Minister Derrico. Listen, you don't clap. Listen. We are praying for your glory.
some of you think you are listening to your metal song. Is that not it? What a song. It's okay. It's okay. Put your hands together. Don't do it for Derek. Do it for God. Do it for God. Yes. Yes. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not on your own understanding. Don't, 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 don't lean on what you think. Your calculations will actually put you in the wrong position. Don't, don't trust yourself. Trust in God. That guy said, okay, I'm with you. I remember when I met him, he said he was a pastor. He was a musician. I said, brother, stop what you are saying. Come and learn. Come and learn. When he came, I gave him a microphone. I said, you have a lot of things to learn in music. I asked him, do you remember the person I asked you to follow? The first person, who is that? I asked you to listen to somebody's song. Who was that? Eh? I got here. Jometa, I told him, stop whatever. Go and listen to Jometa. Because when the first day I heard him sing, he sounded like Jometa. I said, listen and listen well. And he started listening. Now, out of his belly is coming songs that nobody has heard. And if I look at this guy writing new songs, then me, I can't write a book. Then me, I'm a fool, Papa. <laughs> Share. Anytime I meet my cousin and his team, I see this guy play the instruments. They, they, they play the instruments. This was a live recording. This was a studio work. They just they were just playing. They, this guy will play his keyboard. This guy will play his sax. And I'll just I'll say to myself, if I also cannot preach well, then I'm telling you, I must be able to do what I'm doing and do it well. If only I can trust God. Do you trust God? Let me move to the next point. How many points have I given you? One. <laughs> oh. But is it a powerful point? Number two. The second thing I had wish somebody has told me is that marriage is not all about what? Sex. It is very easy to walk in delusion to think that hey, when I marry, when I marry, when I marry, she will, I'll not even allow her to sleep. When I marry, I'll do it in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, and at dawn. When I marry her, 25 times within the day. It, it is just like you saying, when I get this shirt, eh, the day I, 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 I get money to buy this shirt, eh, when you bought the shirt, what happened? You wore it for probably a month or two, and it just became like an ordinary shirt to you. And you desired another shirt. That is, that is marriage. Marriage is not all about sex. Young people, marriage is not all about sex. It's not all about the fusion of the male and the female genitalia. Eh? Which is accompanied by what? Redemic movements. That, that is not marriage. Oh. That is not marriage. Don't, don't be deceived. Don't let anybody deceive you. I know a lot of you are thinking about, hey, so sometimes when you are looking at your guy, you are looking at him from the sexual point of view. So how is this thing like? When I get it, <laughs> I'll turn it like this. 
and I'll rue it. That, that, is, that is no marriage. Oh. I wish somebody has told me that. I wish. And a lot of the young people who want to marry, they want to marry with sex. Sex is the main reason why they want to marry. When you grab them, where's Ike? Where's the other one? Eh? Come, come, I can't hear you. Yes, grab them, what? I don't know the. Eh? I don't know the. Yes. And I don't know the. I don't know the. Let me grab him. When I, when I grab him is when I grab him, eh? When I grab him, let me grab him. Hey! <laughs> Somebody shout, hey! That is no marriage, oh. Marriage is not about let me grab him, let me lay, let me not know him. That's not marriage. There is more beyond sex. I'm telling you, there is more. After sex, you pay school fees. <laughs> what is it? One of the things you 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 don't even think about when you are having sex is like what you are doing is going to bring a child. <laughs> I don't know how. Why didn't God bring like make us give birth through coffin? Like cough, <coughs> then you have your first child. But he has he has added the thing to our enjoyment and our love making. And some of you don't know that after the sex you pay school fees. After the sex you buy prepaid. After the sex you buy pampers. After the sex you take care of somebody's daughter. After the sex. You are going to pay rent. And so if you have not thought of the other things, forget about sex. For life is all, or marriage is not all about what? Sex. Sex is probably 0.1% of marriage. There is more to marriage than sex. Somebody with me. Because of time, I wouldn't be. Because they've told me that. Number three. There is no wisdom spending huge sums of money on the wedding you are desiring to have and leave or begin your marriage in poverty. Is that what it means? I am saying there is no wisdom in spending all the money you have on your wedding and begin your marriage with poverty. It is a bad... It, anybody who begins their marriage with nothing is scarce. Never begin your marriage with nothing in the house. It's not, it's not a good sign. It's a sign of a curse. A curse, a curse couple is somebody who begins marriage with nothing. And all the money they have, they spend it on wedding, which is actually supposed to last for a day. Tell me, I don't like the locally um, um, gown. So, your wedding gown is from Italy. Your, your shoe is from America. Your bracelet and what have you, your necklace are from Europe. This is from here, that is from here. I met a young guy who was going to marry. He bought his wedding ring, his ring, the man's ring was 10,000. The lady's one was 15,000. 
When I saw you, I just knew I was looking at a fool. Yes. When we're going to marry, I think, where's my wife? Our ring was how much? I think 250 or whatever. Was how much? 250 cities. Her ring and my ring. <laughs> you be there, be there. 200 is the, is the Shemima one. Do you know the Shemima? When something passes in the room, that part is missing. When you use a handkerchief to clean it, then the golden whatever on it is gone. I'm not here to please anybody. After I stretch forth my hand and I say, I do. Who else is coming to look at my ring? Have you gone for a wedding? Say, Let me look at your ring. Hey, hey, it's nice. So, oh, hey, this is a golden ring, a diamond ring. Young girl, young lady, young man, starting life, and all your savings, you are going to buy a ring for 5,000 Ghana cities. Are you correct? But don't you know that you can begin with just these ordinary rings around, and as time progresses and God blesses you, you can change it. We have changed my ring more than four times. This one, even this one that I'm wearing, they said it's, it's gold dust. So they clean it. And they give it some liquid that you have to remove and clean it. If it was a gift that somebody even brought it to me. Please, I'm not saying it's gold. Don't come and cut my finger. <laughs> is somebody here with me? But there is coming a time I will put on a diamond ring for, for my wife. Eh? The diamond ring is for my wife. And then the gold one will be for me. Ring seven thousand, ring eight thousand. And the lady, hey, if you don't buy it for me, I will not marry. Go, go, guys. They should do what? Go. If you don't marry, you should do what? Go. Go my way. Young girls are not using their head. There's a young girl who married at Pokwase. The guy, I didn't know him. I was going to buy his car that I go to. And he said, bro, I need to sell this car. I said, why are you selling the car? The, the car, when you look at the condition of the car and the price he's selling, I was even afraid. I thought it was a stolen car or probably there is a fault he's not trying to let me. So I told him, brother, I'm also a young guy like yourself. If you don't tell me the truth. He said, Charlie, I said, the car is my car. I'm not stolen any car. I'm selling the car because of a disaster I've entered into. I said, what disaster? Then he said, I used to work at the bank. Yes. When, when, I, when I, I secured the job, I married my wife. She said she's a hairdresser. And so, I needed to get her a shop. But he said, she's my downfall. Yes. That's what the guy told me. He said, the lady is my downfall. And I've just, I've just kept quiet. I want to pay off my loan. I will divorce her. And I said, how long have you been married? He said, three months now. He said, when we were going to marry, the lady said she doesn't like locally made gown. She doesn't like this. I should export this. It should be nice. It should be cute. He said, I took a loan of 40,000 Ghana, 400 million from my bankers. Yes. 400 million to buy our things. Even the food and everything is not part of it. He said, my, my suit 
her, her gown, our ring. He was the guy who told me that my lady's ring is 15,000 and my ring is 10,000. He said the lady saw it online. She said, I like this ring. I like that one. I've ordered. So the two is 20, uh, 25,000 Ghana cities, 250 million. Hairdresser. And he said, I, I told the lady, it's not important. Let's start on the cool note. He said, no. He said, the lady was on my neck, bruh. And me too, I love her. So, I just went ahead. He said, when, I, when I took the money from the bank, and he was at the bank, so they gave him the loan. And he said, I spent everything. Now, the, the food, it was my mother who paid for it. Now, everything was disorganized. All the money I had in my savings account, we've spent it. And everything was gone. Then the guy said, is he? After the marriage, when, the, when we came back home, we went for our honeymoon, when we came back home. He said, even the honeymoon, we went to fight. Because when, when, when I came back, the gift we had was, I think, 7,000. She said, I should use it for container. I should go and do this. Buy this for her. Put this one so that she will start working. And the guy said, this is the only money I have. My savings is gone. I have a loan to pay at work. I don't have any money. And let's use it. And we said, we fought over. And I just decided, I gave the money to her. Use it for your container. So he said, when we, the first day we came back home as married couples, we didn't have anything in our pocket. And it was my elderly brother who was sending me money for us to buy food. So I just decided I would sell my car. He said, when I, he said, that's not even the problem. When I went to work, my boss called me and look, he told me, it looks like now you are not performing as we expected. So we, this is what we want you to do. You have to pay off the loan you, you took and we'll lay you off. We want, to, we want you to quit. He said, oh boss, when you, when you lay me off, I can't get the money to pay. Please. And his boss said, I do, there's nothing we can do. We, we, we don't want to work, maintain you anymore. So we have, you have to go. So we need the money. What do you have? He said, I don't have anything apart from this car and one old car. He said, oh, well, then you have to sell the car. That's how come. And they've, they've given him time. They're giving you one month. You have, you have to come and pay at least half of the money you took. And the guy came. He said, I, the car I didn't buy because the condition was something else. So it is no wisdom, my sister, my brother, to start to have a wedding celebration with all the savings you have. I wish somebody has told me this. Brother, start on if If you can only afford um, an engagement, have the engagement on Sunday, bring the person to church who will pray for you. That's it. We are even planning of gazetting this place. And we'll have a small mini wedding. Nine people, nine people. Three, three, three from your mother's side, three from your father's side, two from your friends. <laughs> Nine. The place is restricted. We'll close the doors. Family members here, um, that of the male, the groom, the whatever, and the, 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 bride. <laughs> the bride and the groom will be here. Three, the man's family, the woman's family, and then the friends will sit in the middle. And the pastor will be here. Yes. 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 We'll call it wed- wedding for ten. Wedding for ten. We'll have the wedding, do everything. Nice. Oh, finish. We we'll take our pictures. Stand here. We we'll take them from here. You and your guy, you go to either in Saki Beach for <laughs> photo shoot. <laughs> yes. Post wedding photo shoot or whatever. 
go and stand there, take your pictures, crap. Then you take one leaf, crap. Then you do, yes, you are married. In Perez Chapel, we have office wedding at our headquarters. Office wedding. You go to the office of your counselor who is gazetted, and she, he or she will bless the marriage for you. You are, you are married. You and your family member, when you go out, you, know, you are married. Don't go and invite people to come and chop and boil you. Car. If you can afford, no problem. It's nice. But it doesn't change anything. Me, I, when I was going to, I told my wife, Charlie, let's have an engagement. Okay, let's have an engagement. And my wife said, well, she doesn't have any problem with engagement, but I should discuss it with Reverend Ayn and what have you. So I told Reverend Ayn, Reverend Ayn said, no, you are a pastor. You must set the example. Okay? You are a leader. So at least show the children or show your children what you expect of them. Okay? It is nice to bring your marriage to God without spending much. Then he said, forget about serious decorations in the church auditorium. It's not important. Forget about musical instruments, going to rent that, rent this. It's not important. Forget about going to buy expensive jackets and what have you. It's not important. Forget about buying dresses for all your maid, uh, bridesmaid and groomsmaid. It's not important. Then he told me, listen, buy your jacket. Buy your wife's gun. Then he, I, called, I called my friends and I told them, listen, I'm going to have my wedding on this day. And my cousin said, I will take care of all the musical instruments. Yes. So I told him, he asked me, what's the plan? I said, oh, I want to have a reception and I want to have service in the auditorium. But there is no instruments in the church auditorium. So I want you to use these instruments, my church instrument. He said, no, forget about it. I'll, I'll handle it. My cousin. Then he said, I'll bring my, he has a set of musical instruments. He said, I'll bring my instruments and we'll use that one in church. And I would call a band. There is a band he was. I'll call a band and I'll pay. And let the band come and do the setup. I even told them, let's use your instruments in church. Then we'll remove it and go and fix it at the reception ground. He said, no. He said, I'll call a band. So there was a band called Smiling Band. They came with their instruments. So he, my cousin paid for everything. I didn't pay one CD. I don't even know how much they took. My cousin paid. They brought the instruments from wherever they are to the reception grounds and he brought his musical instruments to the church. The setup was done. Where we had our reception, my wife's auntie, she said, oh, I'm a member of that church and I'll, I'll speak to our pastor and she'll, he'll give us the place. So he told the pastor, one of my daughters is going to have his wedding. He said, oh, you can use the place for free. How many of you were there? Was it a very nice place? Very, very nice. I wanted to go and rent a place at Ghana Telecom University. I was told that one hour is thousand five. One hour with air condition. <laughs> yes. If I won the, the park, it's six hundred cities. Some, some, there are many people are ready to help you have your, a very simple wedding. But you don't have friends. Look at my face. You, you don't attend people's wedding when people are in need you don't help them when I was going to have my wedding this person said I'll take care of this oh my, my best man even my best man my friend Usu I called him I said Usu this is the plan he said oh I'll buy my own jacket so he bought he said I'll send you the money and you buy the same thing so I bought it he sent me the money I bought the same thing I gave his own to him and I called my friends who wanted to be my, my groomsmen I think they were five I said Charlie we are wearing black jackets 
black, whatever, trousers, and um, a white inner. They said, oh, okay, yeah, we'll get it, black jacket. Somebody said, I don't have it. I said, I have one black jacket that I've been wearing. I'll give it to you. He said, oh, I'll come for it. I gave it to him. And they all bought their white shirt inner. Told them it should be the same thing. So we are all buying. Send your money. 50 city, 50 city. I went to Accra, bought five white shirts. My friend, Sami, the one at the dome. Sami was part of mine. Sami, um, Mark, Michael, he was our organist at the U church. They were my friends. They all came with their own clothes. I didn't pay one CD, one CD for anybody. I told my wife, Portia, my sister, my kid sister was part of the grooms and the bridesmaid. She bought her own clothing. All the girls, they all bought and sold their own thing. Not even a nighty was bought for anybody. You are buying nighty. But you see, Pastor, we, know, we all need to wear the same nighty. And yeah, then are you going to sleep? Are you going to sleep with your husband? With your friends? Where from all these 90s? You see, oh, you can have a very nice wedding. On the day of my engagement, on the day of my engagement, I didn't even know which hotel. Because after the engagement, we need to go and change. Was the wedding on the same day? Yes. So we need to go and change. I didn't even have a place to go and lodge. Then my cousin came around. That's Solomon, brother. He came around. He said, I said, so where are you going to? I said, oh, I learned there is some guest house right after the engagement. We'll go and look for one. He said, okay, I'm coming. Then he said, my lender is another one here. Let's go. Then I went with him. We got there. The man said, it is uh, 500 CDs, air condition for one day. And it's nine. Me, I'll not even sleep there. And he said, you'll pay. I said, no. He said, oh, don't worry, I'll pay. I said, no, 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 no. It's too expensive. I need money for other things. 500 cities one day. Why? I'm, I will I carry the best shit to the house. <laughs> That's the one you visit expensive. Take the soap. Take <laughs> yes, the and the shower. Bath cold water. Bath warm water. Bath hot water. Bath everything. <laughs> yes. The air condition, even when you are feeling cold, put it on. Hey. Is it a good message? Is it a good message? Yes. Very powerful. Yeah. So I was there. My cousin said, okay. I said, no, let's check other places. So we went to another place. When we got there, the man said, oh, there, is, there are rooms, but the air conditioned rooms are... I said, don't worry, me, I don't even need... My wife, was your room air conditioned? Yes, yeah, so I, he said there is only one air condition. I said, give it to the ladies because of their makeups and what have you. We, the guys, will be in there. Uh, we went to the room. I think the room was 40 cities or 50 cities. Fun. And their condition was 1.5 or 100 cities. We paid. I told my wife, let's enjoy. Charlie, let's be here. We're, my friends, oh, we just brought out some people, brought their game, said, let's play a game, let's do this. Well, they're just enjoying us. And when I finished, I dressed my wedding car. I was supposed to have a wedding car. I told my wife, um, let's ask my cousin. When we asked my cousin, he said, the car, one day, when I want, as at that time, um, um, Sonata, Hyundai Sonata was the latest car in town. Then my cousin said, one day, when you rent the car for a day, a day is, I think, 400 cities. They'll give the car to you. You buy your own fuel, you buy everything. And they'll even give you a driver. 
when you sit in the car and it takes you there 400 cities so I told my cousin no 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 it's too expensive so forget it then I asked my wife what is your dream car my wife said Chrysler I said huh Christ what <laughs> but is it because of Jesus Christ that's why you want the Chrysler Chrysler I said, me, I don't know where. I, and I asked, when we asked for, he said, 1005, Chrysler, 1005 a day. I said, me, 1005. Then I remember that my cousin's wife, eh, my cousin's wife, his father came from America no long ago and he brought a brand new Chrysler. Then I called my cousin's wife. I said, hey, tell your father that we need this Chrysler. When he told his father, his father said, oh, oh, Pastor Amos, let him come for it. Then I said, oh, I'll give it to one of them. I said, no, 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 I'll let one of my sons come and drive you. And I'll buy the fuel. Don't buy fuel, don't buy anything. And so the man asked his son to come with the Chrysler. I didn't pay for my wedding car. Chrysler, full, full Chrysler. Hey! Then my cousin told me, as for the other cars, I'll, I'll, he said, I'll take two Sonatas for you. 800 cities, I'll pay for it. So he took two. He said, one should be your car. And the other one, give it to your brides, the bridesmaid and the, the groomsmaids and whatever. So whilst my wife was using the Chrysler with her, whatever, the groomsmaid and the bridesmaid, some of them were in the other cars. And it was nice. Very, very nice. I didn't pay Nero. I didn't pay what? Nero. In our local dialect, we say Koto. I didn't pay Koto. Shelly. You are paying, you are going to pay for a car, you are going to pay for a gun, you are going to pay for a shoe, you are buying a nice gun for your friends. Are you serious? One day, one day, you've invested 30,000 Ghana cities. Then, Sunday morning, you come to church, Thanksgiving, you put 50 cities in it, you are not wise. Then, after after everything is said and done, everybody will go home. Then you and your husband and your wife. And they Charlie, and they even did it. You're in this way. in this because we've spent all the money. So I'm saying that there is no wisdom in spending all the money you have on a wedding. Let people help you. Let people do things for you. My food. Did we pay for food? Where's my wife? Did we pay for food? I don't remember what I paid for. I think after my wedding, when I did my calculation, I spent over 4,000. <laughs> yes, all the money, including my, my, my jacket, my wife's gown, everything we spent was 4,000. And the money I even got out of the wedding was even more than the, <laughs> the one I've put in it. My elder brother, he said, I'll take care of this. Pastor Inda, oh, a lot of you, some of you said, we'll give water. Some of them said, we'll do this, we'll do this. They did everything for me. So mine was just to come and stand, <laughs> to come and say, yes, I do. And that's, that's exactly what I did. I did it perfectly well. And everything was okay. Is that what with me? I am pleading with all of you. I wanted to give you 15 things. Maybe next week I'll continue with my series. Yes. Next week I'll continue. So I am begging you, please. All these things I wish somebody had told me before marriage. I wish somebody had told me. I wish. But I was blessed to have people around me to support me. I pray. Can I pray for your marriage? Stand to your feet. Let me pray for your marriage. Heavenly Father, by the unction and the grace of our Father, Bishop Charles Adinasari, 
and our mother, Reverend Mrs. Vivian Ajinasari, I ask that that grace will fall upon your children in the name of Jesus. I pray that you endow your children with wisdom to know what to do even before they get married. I pray you endow them with wisdom to know what not to do even as they are preparing for marriage. May you be with them. Let none of them ever regret marrying the people they are planning of marrying in the name of Jesus. Let none of them ever say that I wish I was never married. But let their marriage be a good one. Let their marriage be a good one. Let their marriage be a model upon which other people will learn after. I curse every power that will try to take advantage and cause commotion in your relationship. I rebuke every foul demonic spirit that will try to hinder you from getting married. And I ask, whoever is in your life who must not be there, may they live right now in the name of Jesus. Anybody who has come to you in the form of a beloved who is actually going to be your downfall, may God drive them out of your life in Jesus' name. Finally, I pray God will give you the spirit of self-control. That you'll be able to keep yourself until that day. Let your wedding be a blessing. And let generations call you blessed. Because of the person you married. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. Have you been blessed today? Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. We hope you've been blessed by this message. For further information on Reverend Amos Darko's tapes and books, please send us a mail at rev.amosdarkon at gmail.com or call plus 233-503-861-399. Thank you for your time and God bless you.